Welcome to the We're Better Together podcast. I'm Ian Stevenson. And I'm Daniel Ardunia. Each month, we're excited to bring you an incredible interview with someone who has experience in facilitating an environment where people work better together. And each week, we'll share some actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to help you function better together, whether it's in your marriage, family, team, workplace, church, or community. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's jump into some content and get better together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the We're Better Together podcast. We're super excited today to introduce you to a business leader. You know, we've done all different kinds of people on these interviews. Today's our first business leader. He's actually a guy that's on a board with me. He's a good friend of mine for over 20 years, an incredible business leader. He runs a a business called Cal Bath Remodeling. They have offices in San Diego, Orange County, L.A. County, San Jose. Um, It's a significant business, and he's led it uh, from when he was in college for 30 years now. So he's learned about what it is to be better together, and we're excited to interview him. His name is Scott Davis, and we're going to welcome him into the studio now. So here we go, Mr. Scott Davis. Hey, guys. Thank, Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you, buddy. Thank you for taking the time. I know you've got a lot going on. So you've been running Cal Bath for 30 plus years now, right? 30 plus years. And I have all the scars to prove it. Absolutely. It's no joke trying to rally a group of people together and keep them focused. How many employees do you have now? Uh, We're pushing about back to where we were pre-COVID, about 70, 75 employees throughout the state. Throughout the state. So 75 employees, you're trying to keep them all working together, moving towards the same goal. And business is so different than like nonprofit world or church world, right? Oh, absolutely. How would you describe that difference? Well, having worked in both, um, when you're rallying similarly around a nonprofit or something that's warm, fuzzy, you know, it, it, it's, it, it seems like it's somewhat easier to get people to, to rally around that cause of, of, of uh, serving in the community or whatever. When you're at work, it's really serving the almighty dollar sometimes. And it's just really hard to get people to get fired up to go and do a job, you know. Um, but at the same time, this is one of the things that really helps feed families and serve communities. So, you know, we do have to keep that vision of why we're here, you know, that has to be set aside. And now one of the things I was thinking of, you're talking about uh, rallying people together is really rallying people together around a a cause that's bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We, we talk about, and and in our podcast, we, we keep coming back to this idea of, focus, adjust, and persevere, right? So Daniel, when you think about a business owner and you think about focus, adjust, persevere, what questions come up for you for Scott? Yeah, I mean, one that comes is just how how he even gets to this point, 70 plus employees, but there had to be a beginning to that. Um, There had to be a start to that, that even gets you to the place of being able to adjust along the way and build what you've built. So how, how did that even happen? How did, how did this get started? How did it get started? Well, that's less of a story of more of necessity. You know, we started this while still in college, my business partner and I started in college and literally it was the beginning of a recession in like 1991. 
and we got fired from internships. Internships we were working for free and we got fired from. So (laughs) we were about to graduate. We had these degrees. We thought we were really important and uh, we needed just rent money. And so we kind of stumbled upon this business and literally started knocking on doors and started refinishing bathtubs, you know, from the very beginning. We were 22 years old and broke. Ian, there's an adjust for you right there. Yeah. <laughs> the adjustment of even beginning Cal Bath from what you just said, Scott, and that's an adjustment. You had jobs, you lose it. Now what do we do? What adjustment are we going to make? Well, you decide you're going to be crazy and start up a company going door to door. What did that look like? You said there's someone that partnered with you within that. So what did that look like working together to begin to build this thing? Well, business partnerships as in any relationship. And I always say the same thing when it's a business relationship or a business partnership, there's no such thing as a lukewarm business partner. It's kind of like a marriage. You either have a good marriage or you have a bad marriage. There's no no such thing as a so-so marriage by definition, a so-so marriage is a bad marriage, Hmm. you know, and a business partner, if you have a so-so business partner, it's going to be a bad partnership. I was very blessed, very lucky. He was my roommate. Actually, now he's my brother-in-law. Ian knows that. <laughs> so <laughs> married his sister. Um, but in the in in the beginning, it's just it was all about trust, hmm. working together. And you know, we really honored and respected one another by serving together. And again, maybe we didn't have it at the time because we were 22, we were young and dumb, but we had this vision of just making rent. And that was a shared vision because we were roommates, <laughs> like we had to pay the rent. So we had a shared goal, shared vision, and we made it happen. And 31 years later, 32 years later, we're still cranking it out. I love, I love that, that vision can come out of necessity is something yeah. that I just heard and what, what Scott said right there. And yet there still was something to focus on and that they, they brought together and chased after. It was something as simple as we need to pay rent but it drove the two of you. It united the two of you. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what started with two people is now 70 people. So Scott, what are some of the things that you and your partner have done to help keep your employees focused and help them be able to adjust and persevere over 31 years? Cause I know you have some employees that have been with you almost that long. Have, don't yeah, you? We, we have a good chunk of employees have been with us 20, 25. Uh, I think our oldest is 28 years. That So we've been we've had some people that have been here for long hauls. And I, I'll be honest with you. You mentioned about vision and, and focus. I'll be honest with you. We've done everything right and we've done everything wrong, you know, there is just there is no necessary right answer. And I love your guys's uh, concept of focus, adjust and persevere, because that's exactly what it is. There is no one right answer. And what worked pre-COVID or pre-9-11 or pre the the um, uh, the economic crash in 2008 and 9, I've been through them all and things have worked and things don't work. So really, I, I, mean, I could go into all these different iterations of things that we've done, but most of them no longer work. Um, Are there principles in there, Scott? Like, you know, as you think about how you've had to adjust and persevere, are there some principles over that span that you would say you could maybe not like a practical, tangible 
meeting or type of thing you do to keep them united, but a, a principle that's really helped see you through all of that? I, I think the main principle that that we've that we've seen, and it started with us when it was just the two of us, and then when there was four of us, and then there was 16 of us or whatever else, is that there had to be a greater vision than bathrooms. Hmm. Bathrooms are not fun. They're not, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty boring thing. So why are we here? And we're here literally to, to be of service to our family. We're here to, to, uh, we're, we're, we're at work so we can not be at work. We're at work so we can serve in, 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 in areas of the community that, that we can uh, go to church and we can tithe and we can, and we can give. That's why we work. So there has to be this old vision of why we're here. And so it was just a, a, a greater service. That's what it's always been about. We've always been about family. Like I said, me and my partner are family now. So the fact is, is that there has to be a greater purpose than then just a mighty dollar. It really is. And then the other... Uh, thing that I've learned along the way. Um, and it had, again, varying di different degrees, because there have been times where I've had to grind it out and need money. And it comes down to like, you know, profit is a big deal in a business. Hmm. But at the end, end of the day, this business is about service. We are a service business, but we are about serving. We serve one another, we serve our communities, and, and we, uh, uh, the, the leadership team at Cal Bath, really serves everyone on the team. And if it's not about service, then quite honestly, why are we here? Hmm. Yeah. So. Scott, there's so much in what you just shared. You know, I love that it's bigger. It's bigger than the bathrooms. It's bigger than, and, and you've made it about something bigger. But I also I had the privilege of being at some of your, your kind of team meetings when you were sharing with them values. So you have them focus not only on this thing that's bigger than them, but you also have them focus on values, don't you? And you do some things to reinforce those values over the course of time. I've seen you give awards for those values. I've yeah. seen you continue to tell stories about those values and talk about those values. Has that been a principle you feel like has helped bind and bond your, your, your people together? I really think it has. And yeah, we came up with a code of, uh, of uh, we call it our code, the Calbath code. And it's my a, a value statement or whatever else, but it's like, you know, six main areas of, of our business that are important to us. Um, and the first one is about people. You know, we want to be about people. And the, the saying that we have, the kind of the, the tagline is, if you want to go uh, fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And we want to go far. Um, and we made it we to make sure because there's plenty of people who come into our company and then end up leaving our company because they didn't really want to go far. They just wanted to go fast. They wanted it to be about themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's not where we're about. Mm -hmm. And so we asked, we have a Calbath Code Award and we give out those every single year to that person who embodies that, that value. And we have some other ones too. I mean, I'm, I can share them if you want, you know, yeah. but, you yeah. know, I think they can probably find them on your website even, can they? Uh, buried on the website, sure. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's as important what they are, but what I want our listeners to get is that like identifying your, your focus, your bigger picture, identifying some values and some things you want to keep moving people towards and rewarding that and bringing them back to that. That's all part of focus, right? 
it's not just the the bigger ideal, but exactly. it's the things that go along with it. That's so good. Yeah, and and the last one on there again, I won't go the whole list, but the last one on there is about opportunity. We're about giving our people opportunity, not just opportunity at work, but opportunities in their life. Like we want them to live a full life, and and that and unfortunately, that includes work sometimes. Yeah. But the but the fact is, is that's what we want to be about. And yeah, we have to adjust in our. Uh, management team or lead team of like going, yeah, that's what people are about or what those performance is about, or we want to give these people opportunities. And, and that's what it looks like. Cause you never know today what it looks like. And then the pandemic hits and all of a sudden you have to be about people. You have to be about opportunity. And unfortunately we had to let some people go, you know, we had to let some people go as graceful as we could but that's because we were about people because we had to keep the 60 or the 50 that were left for that time. We had to take care of them hmm. and we had to let the other ones uh, go as gracefully as possible. And we brought some of them back and some of them didn't come back. But so when you're faced with a challenge, Ooh. how do we be about people and opportunity in the face of a pandemic? Well, you know, you have to, you have to really lean on those core values for sure. Yeah. yeah I think that's really good. Ian right there. That's uh, something in business where you sometimes have to let people go. Uh, and yet what I hear from what Scott's saying that we could draw away is that when doing so, you you let your vision and your mission drive that and yeah. drive some of those decisions that you have to make and still have it be about that even when you're faced with those difficult circumstances that come along. Yeah, and they come along. <laughs> After 30 years, they come along. Yeah, I'm sure. If there was one thing you would say is the the key or the most important part to really running a business where everyone is working together, what would you what would you say that one thing is? I, you know, I know you you asked me to think about that, and, and the only thing I come back to, and it, and it just so happens of how I kind of landed where I landed. I don't think it's a mistake by any by any means. Um, I think back to one of my first jobs that I worked at and I worked at a, at a gas station and that was back in the day. So how old I am when they had full service gas stations. Daniel doesn't probably even know what a full service gas station is. Do you, Daniel? I do. Okay. Well, I mean, and I love that job. I, and I, I never, I, I, it, it, it's strange to me to look back at how, and not just how did I love that, but why? And it was because I loved the full service. I love serving other people, you know, filling their tank with gas, washing their windows, checking their oil. I just absolutely loved it. And, you know, 30 plus years later, I'm still serving people. And unfortunately, I don't go out and serve customers anymore. And I haven't done that for a long time. My job is to serve my staff, my team. And I love it. That's what I love to do. Absolutely. And so and I want my staff to serve each other and occasionally the customer too. you know, mm -hmm. I love the fact that our people are passionate about serving other. And that's that's so if you're asking me like, hey, what's the key? The key for me is doing what I love and that's serving people, you mm -hmm. know, and I have a team that I can serve. And then watching my team serve other people is like the best thing ever. Yeah. yeah, it's very evident. That's very evident, Scott, as you were sharing there, you can see the passion in your body language that you have for serving people, which is awesome. And I think a question for you within that, too, is I think we've noticed that across the sectors, when we think about team 
or team oriented anything, we've noticed that it seems like teams operate best when not just your coach or your manager or owner is really taking on the vision and the mission, but you're seeing the people underneath that are doing so. And you've shared that you have you have staff members that have been there for 20 plus years, um, but how have you seen or have you seen the, those people carry on that passion that you just expressed or that vision and, and really owning it for themselves? When they push my code back in my own face, mm. I love that. They say, oh, well, how, how is that? You know, um, you know, one of our deals is, is on performance, you know, like we have to perform, you know, and if, and if I'm not performing or if I'm allowing someone else not to perform to a certain style, they're like, well, how does that work with the code, Scott? Uh, I'm like, actually, it doesn't, you know, um, and, uh, and and being being pressed in and challenged. Um, with those things, when you can't see them for whatever reason, whatever my blind spot is, that's that's great. Or when they um, take care of a customer, because integrity is one of our big deals. And integrity, um, we preach on that constantly because integrity is a overused and misunderstood word. Integrity is not about being honest. You know, in fact, I just told someone today. I go just so you're clear. Honesty will not be on any of our websites or any of our values. I go, I go, we do not value honesty. And he's like, really? I said, we expect honesty. It's a complete different thing. Integrity, though, is something that, you know, you have to work at. And so when I see one of my staff members stepping into a decision to make something right, and that's what integrity is to us, is to make it right. When I see them do that without me and whatever else, and they just look at me and go, because that was the right thing to do, Scott. And it's like, mm. you cannot argue with that. And when someone says that to me, I just say, you're right. Yeah. So good. Usually I have to, it costs a check with that. So I literally, <laughs> you know, have to pay for that. But I, those are checks that I really like to write mm. because, because my staff made it right. I want to I want to go back to what you said a little while ago about you know servant leadership. You you like serving other people and leading in that, and you've done that. And I think one of the other common things we've seen in all the other platforms that one of the things it takes to have unity is servant leadership. Someone has to lead in order to create even like. You, you've mentioned several times now serving your people. You're not serving the customer now. You're serving your people. So that's servant leadership. And I want to flip. I want to flip the thing on on you here just a little bit here because I also know you've been married for twenty how many years? Twenty what? Twenty. <laughs> a little test. Twenty one years. Going to be twenty two in about one month. Okay. So 21 years, you've been married, you've been running the company 30 years, and there's obviously things you've learned to create unity and we're better together in your company. What are some of the kind of similar ways that that's translated into your marriage? Like even the servant leadership piece, like help, help our listeners learn how to take maybe these principles and what it takes to have a good business. What does that look like in a marriage scenario from your standpoint? Uh, 51%. 
I don't know if you know what that, I mean, I, I learned that in premarital counseling or whatever yeah. else. And, and I actually use that in work too, is that I will take 51% of the responsibility all the time. Hmm. It means the majority is always on my plate. Hmm. So uh, whatever that might be in serving my wife or whatever else. And, you know, even when she's wrong, she's only 49% wrong, which means I'm 51, which I, <laughs> it's tough, but that that's what I honestly think. I, I have to reframe my mind and I'm going, I'm 51, I'm 51. Mm -hmm. I have the majority. I have the responsibility. It is my job. To, it's, it's my job to serve, not be served, you mm -hmm. know? And that's a challenge sometimes. That's been a challenge over the 22 years. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a challenge and I have not always done it well. You know, mm -hmm. I think, you know, going back to your focus, just, you know, and persevere, it's like, you got to go back and focus, like, remember that you're 51 and then you got to adjust and then you got to persevere for that stuff. And yeah. we've done, I mean, I think we've done a fantastic job. Yeah. You know, good, good businesses, good marriages, good families don't just happen. They happen because someone is willing to be the servant leader and step in and create the dynamic, the focus is willing to be humble enough to adjust and stay in it and persevere through the hard time. And Scott, I've seen you model that, bro. Um, just from a distance and man, you've modeled it in your business, you've modeled it with your wife. You have three daughters. I've, I've seen you be so intentional as a, as a leader in their and a servant leader in their lives, taking them on trips and doing things intentionally with them. So dude, you're, you're a great model of, of what it means to be better together. And, uh, we're so grateful for for all you've shared with us today is there anything as we wrap up you know as it pertains to all this that number one you want to share and daniel you want to ask so let's let's bring this thing home with with some real some just closing points here like you would want our listeners to to not leave this session without knowing this what question do you want to ask daniel and scott what what do you want to what do you want to bring? This might seem different, but it's what hit my mind. Because Scott, you're in business. Something you started requires so much work and effort for 30 plus years. And yet you have family as well. And what I know of you is that, that I, what I see is there's a sense of working hard and playing hard. And when I think of better together as well, I sense that there's also an importance of finding that those moments to stop, to pause, to rest. Um, what has that looked like for you or what kind of wisdom would you give to our listeners as they grind at certain things, the value or the importance of also like stopping and resting or vacationing or just any, anything along those lines? Wow. That's a hard one. Um, uh, yes. I'm constantly on the go. Uh, it, it adventure stopping and doing stuff. It, it doesn't look like uh, uh, replenishment. It doesn't look like, uh, uh, you know, refilling and refueling my body sometimes, but it's what works for, for me. Like I've learned that for me to, um, to, re to refresh myself is not about 
uh, sitting on a beach in, you know, Hawaii or in, in relaxing. That just doesn't work for me. My brain is still working. I actually have to disengage my brain and do something that borderline scares me to death, you know, riding motorcycles or whatever else on, on some kind of desert trail by myself, kind of thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get out of this whole thing. If something happens that keeps me refreshed because now I'm focusing on everything else is kind of tuned out. But at the same time, when, you know, your maybe your greatest strength sometimes can be your greatest weakness. So one of my greatest strengths is that I love to serve people and I, and I really do get a charge out of that, but that can be a big weakness because then I don't know how to serve myself hmm. and I don't know how to disengage and do that kind of stuff. And that's been an ongoing challenge that I've really struggled with. And I continue to struggle with like, how do I get some time for, me you know very very rare so i would say that yes i do those things but at the same time i'm a work in progress yeah so great question daniel great question man so scott you gotta you gotta drop a, a gem on us here as we wrap up like what is one thing you want to make sure anyone who listens to this podcast takes away it could be repeating something you already said but what is it you'd want them to take away uh, that would help them in their marriage, their family, their business, whatever, to be better together. Um, I say this to anybody who who will listen, you know, and and I've said it before is is I embrace my ignorance, hmm. and if you can embrace your ignorance and you are humble enough to know that you don't know everything. You don't know everything about marriage. So go to a counselor. You don't know everything about yourself. So get a mentor. You don't, you know, you challenge, you get challenged with stuff. So go see a therapist, you know, um, uh, have a good financial advisor, you know, have a good spiritual uh, mentor, because if you think you've got this all figured out, you don't. And I would have to say that the best, the best thing that I ever did was embrace the fact that I know love and respect the fact that I'm an idiot and that has worked well for me. <laughs> oh man. It's so good, bro. Like humility always comes up in these conversations and you, you put the exclamation point on this conversation with that. So again, just a reminder to us all, we got to stay humble. We got to embrace our ignorance. I don't think anyone's ever quite said it that way. That's oh, a great way to say it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Scott, thank you so much, bro. Um, thank I you, know, guys. Thank I you, know guys. that what you shared is going to help some people. Mm. Uh, yes. Keep that. doing what you're doing, guys. I, I, I just love what you're doing, so keep it up. Appreciate it. Thanks, Appreciate thanks you guys. so much, Scott. We'll let you go and get back to work there. All right, Enjoy your you family. Enjoy some time off hopefully soon, all right? All right. See you, guys. Okay. Thank you, Scott. That was good stuff, huh, Daniel? Very good. Very good. I think the two things that stuck out to me was one, I absolutely love the story for his business and his business partner, starting from the sense of what drove us was that we needed to pay rent. And yet that united them and look at now where things are at. Obviously, as he said, there's been so many challenges along the way, but what a, that that's felt new to us in terms of a story in that yeah. sense. And then I love the piece at the end uh, as well. And just, as we continue, uh, both off camera and on, we've talked about mentors or counseling, 
um, from our own marriages and things like that. I think that's such a valuable reminder for anyone that's listening. What about for you, Ian? I love the two things that stood out for me was servant leadership. You know, it started from necessity to pay the bills, but then they got to the core of they wanted to serve people and serving the people went from not just the service job, but serving their employees like, man, that that was gold. And then I love the uh, embrace your ignorance at the end. That was just a great way to to say humility once again. And we've been reminded of that so many times. So great stuff. And uh, hey, listeners, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. We hope you what you've heard today has encouraged you and helps you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time for a 10 minute tune up. Daniel, you got anything you want to close with? No, we are just excited to continue this journey. We hope that there is something that you've been able to pull out of today that impacts your life, your circles. And we'll just remind you again, if there are things that you heard today that you think there's someone else in your life that they really need to hear, uh, share the link with them to our podcast so they can jump on and be a part of this journey that we're on. We thank you so much for listening to us today. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Keep building unity wherever you are, folks. That's what it's all about. Thanks so much.